0: Domine Nostro Adonai Domine Nostro Baldac Domine Nostro Belfador Domine Nostro Ariel Domine Nostro Azare Domine Nostro Astaroth Domine Nostro Belgebou Domine Nostro Satan Domine Nostro Adonai Domine Nostro Varda Domine Nostro Pensador Domine Nostro Ariel Domine
1: You are listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch.
0: They Must Be Destroyed on Sight.
1: It is. They must be destroyed on site. Episode two hundred and ninety. I am Ooh. your three hundred. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host Lee. I've got your kind of whiskey, your kind of music, your kind of roses, Russell. <laughs> and I am joined by my demonically possessed co-hosts with the mo- <laughs> Lee no such thing as incest it's just an invention of priest
2: of course that was mine that Uh that uh that conversation we had like a while back in one of the podcasts it's gonna like live for me forever like joke that i made
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> it just it, it just keeps coming up like uh, it's, it's strange now um,
2: especially from Greg
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah we're going to be doing uh, the next movie that was picked this was a my pick and uh, we had the actor from or actress from the seed of man uh, Maria Teresa Piaggio who also is in this movie Enter the Devil from 1974. Uh, it's known under a bunch of other names. We'll get into that when we get into the information on it. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that in a few minutes. But before that, I will throw over to my co-host, Lee, and uh, tell us what you've been watching lately.
2: Okay, so I watched the whole um, docuseries uh, for shiny people. of oh, shiny people. I don't know if you heard of that yeah. one. That's mm-hmm. ones that follow the Duggars.
1: Not oh, yeah, them, yeah. But
2: talk about the Duggards. Yeah, so it's um, insight on their whole, like, perfect family. And uh, one of the daughters uh, opened up about her um, her brother sexually assaulting her. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole yeah whatever the fuck it was, like, organization that was basically a cult,
0: mm-hmm. that
2: used, like, their followings to... Beat children into submission, essentially, and to uh, obedient, um, mindless robots that just followed along with the word of God. And it was basically teaching you that women were trained to be submissive and uh, didn't understand because like a lot of the elders that's why i was like freaking out the other day when we were talking about elders uh-huh. they would just take advantage of that situation because the girls didn't know better because they didn't learn right. about sex they didn't learn about anything that they weren't supposed to know they just were told like oh i'm gonna do this to you and it's okay because god lets me blah 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 blah. and uh a lot of manipulation and yeah. it's a lot of these people are now opening up and it turns out there's so much more sexual assault in these uh communities than uh, like, ever been reported because one, they're terrified to report because you'll basically get shunned from your family uh-huh. and your religion and everything like that. And that's literally your whole life. And two, a lot of them didn't even realize it happened at the time. So it's kind of like that shame, right?
1: Yeah. So, and also, you know, like a lot of these, whether they're, you know, quote unquote, legitimate religions or just like straight up cults or whatever, they tend to get ignored by the police and federal authorities and, and the like. Because, you know, they have, I wouldn't say necessarily religious exemptions, but they've, you know, they, ha- they have a history of not being fucked with because they're, quote unquote, religious and supposedly good, you know.
2: Yeah, well, it turned out one of the cops uh, that was the case was first reported to uh, about the Duggard's son. I think he's in jail now because mm. he didn't do anything about it. They okay. like told him and they're like, I can't remember exactly. I could be mixed up the stories because there's a lot of stories and there's people who got arrested, people who didn't get arrested. So I could be mixed up my information. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I do remember them saying that they reported it to a cop. The cop was friends with the family. And, uh, they basically gave the brother a slap on the wrist and said, well, just make sure he doesn't do it again and take him to whatever. So instead mm. of taking care of the daughters that were getting molested, they just sent the kid away to like a camp. Like okay. it was, yeah, it was it was really fucked up. Um, like you see this, it repeats itself. Like you see that when we watch the Art of War, uh-huh. you saw how like they took away the education so they could train them to be mindless robots to like kill the communists. Uh-huh. And uh, you saw it with um, I can't remember the documentary about the Mormons. Saw the same thing. It was the same idea, the same story. It's literally um, there's good people who are in these cults and groups but they're being taken advantage of because they're in these points of their lives where they need help or they are lost and they need somebody to turn to and these people promise them everything that they want and then they just slowly manipulate them to become like lackeys for them and it's just a really sad situation yeah that's why i was kind of saying it like related to our movie tonight because I, I have things to say, I have theories yeah, yeah. to say about this movie, but uh, yeah, um, really interesting watch. They,
1: and you were men- you were mentioning this to me the other night too, and I mentioned to you you should watch uh, the documentary Jesus Camp.
2: Yes, yeah, you were mentioning
1: that. Yeah,
0: um,
1: a lot of the same stuff, like the, that. That show that's like institu- institutionalized indoctrination into and that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, like I'm not anti-religion. Um, I grew up in a very religious community that the minister, I believe it's mm-hmm. minister in my church. Anyways, I um, We had some male ministers and some female ministers, but the one I remember was this one female one who I had so many questions against God, and she always took them. She was always willing to listen. She was always willing to answer. She would admit if she didn't know the answers to it, and she wouldn't give me some mumble jumble of like, oh, God, blah, 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 blah. Like, she just told me, like, whatever you believe in, like, just remember whatever this and that, like, the message is to be good. Like, she was really about promoting taking care of each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was kind of uh, that person I had when I was younger. So while I, yes, became atheist, I still kept that message of like being good and being helpful to the people around you. So yeah,
1: general general humanist message. You, you'll, you'll see some people who aren't even necessarily necessarily um, believers in God. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you know they'll join religious organizations just to do good. You know. And you can definitely, you know, question of, you know, whether that's the right way to go or not, considering the abuses of the church and all that, like, you know, that's a whole different discussion. But yeah, there's there's all kinds of uh, good people in religious organizations and faiths, too. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, there is. It's just uh, unfortunate. When you get a group that you can see it. They manipulate when they start saying like, "We believe in being good" and blah 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 blah. But there's a like, only certain way to be good, and they take away all everything that you can do, um, and that's the right way.
1: That's how those cults work too. The the ones that like when they they take people off the streets to join their cults. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one of the, one of like the tr- true and tried tactics is you know, you know they'll take someone who's down and out at the end of the rope and not even necessarily that sometimes just you know normal people who've had like a real bad little stretch of luck or whatever or anything or even like that. prisons
2: prisons yeah, are prisons, very common. people yeah. finally find gone god but gone.
1: especially especially with like the cults that like really get insular and and dangerous you know they'll, they'll promise you know they'll, they'll see like a young guy on on the street and they'll promise him you know they'll come up to him with really attractive women and it's like yeah. oh hey the promise of hey i'm going to join this this uh, group and it's going to be all kinds of fun i'm going to meet new girls stuff and then when you get there you soon learn oh you can't touch the women there's no sex there's no nothing you you and you get isolated and before you know it, you're stuck there and then like it, and it happens to tons of people like i'm sure like most people like you and i think it wouldn't happen to me but you'd be surprised like how easy you can get sucked no, into something like that. I've
2: fuck, I'm a psych student. I like, or psych graduate. I, I I get all this stuff. I read about it. I see how it works with a lot of social situations and a lot of it. So not even religion, just in general. So absolutely. Uh I could totally see it. Like I could totally, uh, get blindsided by if I was in a certain situation, or if I needed help or whatever the case may be like 15 years ago, me, if I had met the wrong people, I most likely would have been sucked into some stupid cult because I was in a very dangerous place in my life. Like, Uh, mentally Uh so I probably would have reached out to the wrong people to try and get better thinking like this is going to help me and then just get stuck I mean
1: how do you how do you think I got you as a co-host on this podcast
0: (laughs) excuse me
2: (laughs) 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 I was in a very good mindset when I came into this podcast so fuck you <laughs> Unless you're that's being right. clever. That's,
1: that's right. I built you up, you know?
2: <laughs> that was your whole plan all along. Uh, yep. <laughs> Cash you when I was weak, so I joined the podcast because it's a cult.
1: And now um, I'm making millions <laughs> of dollars and I'm keeping you in servitude, and that's uh, good.
2: Yeah, you're taking everything from me my freedom. Mm-hmm. Right? I have to be obedient. <laughs> I must submit to you.
1: <laughs> hey. <laughs> do what feels right. I'm I'm sort of a hippie cult, you know, do what you feel, man.
2: Like the uh what was it called? Um fuck. The the one that was like all about being free and doing what you want, but like they all wore purple and red.
1: Oh no, you said it you said it, the fuck cult.
2: The fuck the fuck cult. Mm-hmm. That's a cult I would have heard of. That one actually looked a lot more um about helping each other out. Oh wait,
1: oh that you're that fucking um that the fucking
2: suck se- the butt the bird that, that
1: sex cult that, that uh chick Allison Mac from that uh No 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 Small not that one show. oh god no, no
2: no 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 that was like a terrible one. Mm-hmm. Um Oh my god. Uh take a few seconds. I will find this out. Um Uh about the bag one, um the Rush Rashnish. Rashish? Rashnish Okay. The, okay, I don't know if you saw the documentary. It was on Netflix, but Wild Wild Country.
1: Oh, I, I've never watched it.
2: Okay, so that's a really cool one. That's a really interesting cult because that one seemed to thrive, but people didn't like it because they weren't, they were basically, like, not about God. They were about him who is teaching you to be happy in this way of life and helping each other and, like, fucking when you want to fuck and doing all this kind of stuff. Like, it was a very uh, open thing, uh, community. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being um, sabotaged by one of their people. And it was also being attacked by all the outsiders. Because no one didn't like, they didn't like their their religion. They didn't like their cult. They were like, like these people admitted that they were in a cult. Like it was. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah. So it's actually, if you find it, I think you should watch the documentary.
1: Yeah. I think I've. I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I did hear kind of like the gist of it. like, there were more of like a kind of a hippie commune to a certain extent than yeah. like a, an actual cult, I guess. Yeah. Could be wrong about that, but yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah, you should watch the actual uh, documentary. It's well done. Okay. It's, it's very well done.
1: Right on. Um, I just have two things I'll mention really briefly. And these pertain to the usual kind of, uh, movie screening night i tend to do every once in a while for our, our yeah, mutual movie screening f- night yeah <laughs> our mutual our mutual friends um i did two movies in the uh just this past weekend actually i did two movies in the lone wolf and cub series which uh today most people would maybe they wouldn't know it but it it highly influences uh, the mandalorian with the whole idea of like you know a a sort of a rogue assassin with a with a little baby in a cart protecting it and, and going around and wandering around the country and stuff um and this this whole series is basically about this uh guy who was once the uh, prestigious shogun's executioner getting betrayed by a rival clan and then so he's forced to go on the run with his child and he just puts his skills to becoming a professional assassin while trying to uh, find a way to get revenge on the clan that uh, double-crossed him and killed his wife. And uh, and there's like six movies in the series. We've watched the first two, and uh, they're a lot of fun. They're based on a Japanese uh, comic book from the '70s, and uh, or might be, might even be the '60s. Uh, might be even a little bit earlier. But uh, yeah, they, they go around and they just get in, in shit like they get, they get in lots of fights with uh, various assassins and, and the like. And they take jobs wherever they go uh, for like assassinations and, and different stuff. And uh, by the second film, the, the kids gotten into it because uh, the the cart that he's pushed around in has all these kind of like bladed gadgets in it. To, to help in, in fights and so now the kid knows how to spring some of these things too so he's in on the act when whenever they get in a fight with a group of people um, and it's super bloody it's it's got that glorious thick red paint like blood spraying everywhere it's got all kinds of wounds and limbs being chopped off like the second movie we watched um, this uh, female group of assassins, chop this one ninja to pieces and it's like this extended sequence of them just chopping him off piece by piece until they finally finish him off it's a lot of fun it's it's a great series and there's plenty of like titties and sex and stuff in it too and, <laughs> and it's got all the elements you want to keep
2: all you horn dogs interested
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: <laughs> those of you who watch the pornography
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I'd only seen, like, some of, like, I, I'd seen a couple of the later films years and years ago, and I just finally decided, I'm going to sit down and watch all these, and, you know, I might as well suck our friends into it as well while I'm watching them, and, uh, and because they liked, uh, I, I watched, I uh, screened Lady Snowblood a couple weeks back for them as well, and they really liked that one, and this is kind of like Lady Snowblood, just, like, grittier and a little bit dirtier and even more... Exploitative and uh, everything, so it, it's good. It's good fun.
2: Just wholesome, good fun. It is.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's about a, it's about a father who loves and cares for his child.
2: Oh my god, that's it's so funny because like when you see these movies where the child is brought up at a young age to become an assassin,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like murdering people at a young age and using weapons at a young age, they're like, oh, this is such a cool kid. But then if like kid has a mom who was a part of a sex work thing
1: they're like (gasps) terrible yeah (laughs) just
2: just makes me laugh just Mm -hmm. makes me laugh that's all
1: (laughs) no i get it i get it we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Enter the Devil, and, well, I say. I don't blow weed. I don't drop acid. You do. That's Whoa. what they That's what they do. I'm talking about our viewers there. That's what they do.
0: Whoa.
1: <laughs> I know you don't blow weed or drop acid. I don't blow weed. <laughs> yeah. You ungodly warlock.
3: Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema Psyops is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh no one should have to watch <laughs> no one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Bruds. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual front here that no one wants to explore i am in the most sincerest of senses disappointed in it it takes a powerful goddess like connie jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it oh, i'm still tripping out over that even as a kid i was like i gotta find a girl like that every week i, I get a new look of disappointment that i never thought i could it's get out of it unimaginable here. at 12 years old you should not be watching this movie. obviously at 13 you should not be 14 you should be i'm not entirely sure even 17 year olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that came up. Little history all popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally love this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that it's
1: because your brains warped watching this shit at 12 years old.
3: Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. A How movie did rough. you watch this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Sia. You
0: ungodly warlock.
1: Entered the Devil,
0: 1974. Obsessed and ravished by satanic passion, Daniela is alone. Her life is tormented by fantasies that she cannot control, fantasies that are devastating her mind. Pleasure.
3: It was wonderful. Remarkable. The scar could be of a light abrasion. It is remarkable, gentlemen. And yet I assure you that less than 24 hours ago, her hands and her feet were perforated by gaping holes. The girl must be cured. We must try exorcism. He is the man that can unlock
0: her demonic torment. But at what cost? (laughs) penetrate my soul, take me anywhere you like, or let me do the taking. (laughs) Omnis incursio infernalis avversari, omnis legio, omnis congregatio et secta diabolica, nomine, il fute, nomine nostri, Jesu Christi, nomine santi, nomine nostri, (laughs) Harrowing and disturbing, this film is based on events that really did happen. Daniela was obsessed.
1: Better known as the Eerie Midnight Horror Show, more on that in a second. But it's also got <laughs> several other names. It's also known as the, Does sec- it?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: the sexorcist.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Why did they keep that one? That's amazing. Yeah, that is the, literally the best one.
1: It's the perfect one. Although that would you know, that would help if like the the actual priest like. Engaged at one point with with uh, the possessed lady uh, in, in this some is acts. True, yeah,
0: it's
2: true. But then you could say like the devil was like this exorcist. So instead of an exorcist, it's the opposite. The Devil's this exorcist.
1: Mm. But he's just putting it in. Enter the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tormented, the devil obsession, the obsessed. And as far as the eerie midnight horror show thing goes, basically what they did is they re released it a little bit after a little movie called The Rocky Horror Picture Show showed up in theaters. Mm. And they even re-released it under that title with new box art with big lips on it. Just to like sort of copy the uh the poster that's art for hilarious, Rocky yeah. Despite it having nothing to fucking do with the movie yeah, at all, but they you know they shamelessly tried to resell it again at one point that way, and and for some reason that name is stuck like that's m- the more common name that this movie is actually known under. These it's days. probably because
2: they sold more copies,
1: probably because
2: people are like so into Rocky Horror, mm-hmm.
1: they're like,
2: oh hey, <laughs> and then yeah.
1: Bitter disappointment. (laughs) No one does not. No one does the time warp in this film. Nobody. (laughs) Um, This is directed by Mario Garizazo, or Gararizzo, Garazio, Garazio. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's Garazio. Um, You keep trying.
2: Okay. I'm joking.
1: (laughs) I have no idea. All right. You shush. Um, So he did a bunch of other sort of stuff here and there. Kind of a journeyman director by the looks of things. Uh, He did Passport for a Corpse in 1962. Uh, He did God Will Forgive My Pistol. Doomsday. Aquasanta Joe. Uh, and he went on to do a sex comedy after this called Very Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind in 1978. Uh, obviously a take, funky. yeah, obviously a take on uh, uh, you know Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, he also wrote on this, he, and he wrote most of the movies he directed. Uh, he wrote this with uh, Ambrosio Moltini. Who wrote a couple of the uh, Emmanuel films? Specifically, he wrote like the uh, Black Emmanuel films, which was the sort of spinoff series, and Yellow Emmanuel, which of course is the Asian spinoff Emmanuel movie. That's you know that's not a racist title at all in 2023. <laughs> um, and now he also wrote on violence in a woman's prison. Uh, we also have Ted Russoff as a writer here. And he mostly did, from what I can tell, like additional dialogue and English versions of Italian films. So like, you know, when they go to translate it, he would like write the new English version of the script basically for them to use for their dubbing and and the like, I guess. Um, And he also acted in a bunch of stuff. Uh, The most notable thing, Passion of the Christ. The uh, Mel Gibson film, which they're making a sequel of, by the way. I don't know what to
2: say. Like, wasn't the first one. uh, I never saw it. I never wanted to see it. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was stupid. And then I heard someone say, like, the Jesus um, Chainsaw Massacre or the Jesus Massacre. Pretty much. And um, that was it. That was like when people were like, oh, this movie is so beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, again again, you're worried about a boob popping out on the sidewalk somewhere, but, like, you're showing your kid this, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is Jesus. <laughs> most like- of the,
1: most <laughs> of the people who tend to like that movie either, like, really like Mel Gibson as a director, which I can understand, because he's directed some co- really good movies, um, or they're just, like, hardcore, like, Jesus freaks, who are like, really into seeing Jesus get like, whipped to death.
2: I watched... Okay, so, I don't even get it. Like... <laughs> The shit I watched when I was a kid, when I was in, uh, like, Catholic school, Mm -hmm. I remember watching a movie of Jesus, and he got his, like, whipped, and it was for the longest time he was getting whipped. I Mm -hmm. can't remember what the movie was, like, because I was really young, but I just remember that, and it was, why, how are you, what are you doing showing that to kids? Like fuck you and telling us we're indoctrinating people No, yeah,
1: no, they they wanna they wanna scare <laughs> you Christ. they wanna scare you and shame you into the whole like, you know, Jesus died for your sins thing. They really wanna pound it into your head. And there's there's no better way than like traumatizing you as a child to do that. Um,
2: like that was the most traumatizing movie I saw as a child. And mm-hmm. it was one that was shown in class, in elementary school, in a fucking Catholic school.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Catholics, they're fun. Um We have our stars here. First off, we have uh, Stella Carnesia as uh, Danella. And uh, she was in one movie that we've covered before previously called The Police Serve the Citizens. She was also in a handful of other movies. She did some sex comedies after this one, apparently. Uh, She was a singer and she also posed in Italian Playboy. Which, you know, makes sense when you look at her body in this movie. It's like, yeah, she could she could pose for nude modeling. That's They're fun. both
2: both the women are gorgeous.
1: Mm-hmm. We got Chris Avram here as Mario. Uh, we've covered him in A Bay of Blood. He was in So Sweet, So Dead, The Violent Professionals, and The Killer Reserved Nine Seats. Those were just titles that jumped up uh, at me. We've got uh, Lucreta Love as uh, Luisa. She was in She Beast uh, when men carried clubs and women played ding dong from <laughs> 1971. I think that's a sex comedy set in like prehistoric times. Um, <laughs>
2: that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, uh, she was in the. Ki- she was also in the Killer Reserve Nine Seats, uh, the Arena, which is a. Uh, I believe it's a Roger Corman production. It's got Pam Greer in it and stuff like that. It's a pretty famous sort of drive-in film from the time. And uh, Charleston, which is a Bud Spencer film. Solo Bud Spencer film. Um, we got Ivan Rassimov as Satan. Uh, he was in Planet of the Vampires. He was, in, he's, he was in a ton of stuff, by the way. I'm just going to point out a few of the like notable ones. Uh, Planet of the Vampires, The Strange Vice of Miss Ward. All the Colors of the Dark, Your Vice is a Locked Room, and Only I Have the Key. Spasmo, The Tough Ones. He's in, in Emmanuel in Bangkok, Emmanuel around the world. He was in Shock, Eaten Alive, and uh, Raiders of Atlantis as well. You we have Gabrielle Tinty as uh, Luis's lover. He was also in a ton of Emmanuel films. In fact, I think he was probably in all of them from the looks of things. <laughs> he was also in uh, Endgame and Cut and Run. Uh, we got Luigi Pastilli, who we've covered before in other films. Uh, pretty noticeable, recognizable character actor from Italy. He was in Death Rides a Horse, uh, The Libertine, Bay of Blood, and The Great Silence. Those are all films that we've uh, done on this podcast at one point or another. And we got uh, Gianrico. Tondinelli as Carlo, uh, Umberto Raho as psychiatrist. Uh, we covered him in a couple films. He was in The Bird with the Crystal Plumage and Barren Blood. Actually, I don't think we've covered The Bird with the Crystal Plumage now that I think about it. Hmm, maybe I'm mistaken on that one. I'm going to have to double check. Uh, we got Giuseppe Adobati as Dr. Piero, Gerlini as Reverend Antonio and, of course, Maria Teresa Piaggio as Mother, Mother Superior. Uh, synopsis for this after a female art student purchases a life size wooden sculpture of a crucifixion from an abandoned church she has a vision of herself being nailed to a cross and soon becomes sexually tormented by the sculpture when it comes to life well that's not in the right order the the nailing happens way later well the, the nailing to the cross there's some nailing before that as well but that's a different kind but yeah okay sure basically you know statue comes to life it's Satan it possesses her that's all you need to know yeah but we'll get into it uh what are your general thoughts on this um
2: exorcist you hack (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh this is
1: is after the exorcist so yeah
2: oh that was before
1: no this is this is one of the litany of like uh italian rip-offs of the exorcist like there was like a good 10 or 15 of them so i
2: take that back Sorry, yeah, like,
1: stop, stop. Uh, I'll stop. still I'll, I'll still say Exorcist. You hack because fuck that movie.
2: Um, so this would have been my preferred way of doing the exorcism, by the way, because I think they did a really good job with it. Hmm. <laughs> I have so many issues with this movie, though. Um, first of all, I'm gonna say right now, I did enjoy the movie. I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm gonna rip it apart, but I did enjoy the movie. <laughs> um, I thought the acting was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought our. Uh, Daniela was like she, perfect she was so she's good really good yeah she played the whole sane and insane like so well like it just like when she was screaming running with the bloody hands trying to like get out like it was mm. so believable you felt her like her panic like you felt it you wanted her to escape like and then same with like all the other people i thought they were really good uh the guy who plays the exorcist he had that perfect, like, weathered um, attitude. Like, just mm-hmm. he's seen it all, he's done it all. He was just ready to go, like, for battle. Didn't give a fuck. Like,
1: well, well, he was he was ready until she got really sexy with him there briefly. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm going to run away now.
2: Yeah. I got to flog my flag, 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 flag. That's a, I've flag. got to
1: self flagellate. Yes.
2: Flag myself. Mm-hmm. Flogging. That's it. Flogging. I couldn't remember. Flag. Flogging. I got to flog myself. It's mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, so the I really enjoyed it It mm-hmm. did keep me interested I just really Fucking hate um, When movies do this <laughs> They take Women <laughs> who are horny mm-hmm. And they do this whole bullshit Of this Hysteria, exorcism, fucking Craziness, like right. I, when it said Based on a true story right from the get go mm-hmm. I was like, fuck you Fuck you and fuck you.
1: Yeah, no, total lie. Because there, <laughs> when no... they literally
2: had all the psychologists at the beginning, the they're not sure what to do. And one said, I cannot let you do this with the fucking church. I need to do this properly. And everyone's like, No, we need to do the church. I was like, That's the only guy who makes sense here. Like I mm-hmm. understand in this in, in the reality. Cause like in this case, her wounds obviously um would not have been self-inflicted because that would yeah. have been too difficult. So that I understand for the movie concept. Uh, they did that right, Exorcist. Take notes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, instead of being like, "Oh yeah, we need a psychiatrist," while her head's fucking spinning. Um,
1: right. I. You know, you're right. I think that I think this movie is actually a not so subtle critique of The Exorcist, as well as a ripoff at the same time.
2: Yeah, it is. But they they did better in this one. The Exorcist mm-hmm. was fucking dog heap of garbage <laughs> poop garbage poopy film um <laughs> <laughs> the so yeah the, the the whole thing they it was done well when you take the whole psychological and um religious like devil possession thing it was mm-hmm. i thought it was done very well because they started off um where it could have been you saw her there was nothing with her she just looked a bit uh fucked up a little bit um haggard and all this stuff like that's fine that's normal like people who go through psychosis people who go through like um mental breakdowns people who go through like any sort of things this that is normal that look is normal that reaction is normal mm-hmm. so yeah it makes sense that they're like hey let's see what we can do to her let's try and help her and the next time when her wounds were you could tell were not self-inflicted like this was something more
0: Yeah,
2: and her reaction to the cross they were able to say no this is more than psychiatrists like we need other help so yes because holy fuck did that ever piss me off the exorcism Um, and then when uh, they got her in there I thought it was great how they showed her being trapped and her trying to escape like Mm -hmm. just losing her mind because everything around her was representing Jesus and God and it was like making her go like completely nuts
1: the back and, and forth between the nuns singing in the church and ooh, her writhing on the bed like trying to escape like really well done
2: the eating the heron and then, like the cloth mm-hmm. and then the, uh, freaking out tearing that apart breaking the window jumping out uh, her running around yeah just great um yeah i don't know if i can dissect it later like i i think i'm just gonna Say I like this movie. I'm gonna say I like this movie, and then go on a rant
1: after. All right, yeah. Um, So yeah, this one is interesting. Like, it's obviously kind of lower rent Italian movie for the time, especially. Like, uh, I'll definitely say that. Like, um, it reminds me a lot of like bottom of the barrel Italian productions in the late eighties, where it's just like old film stock. And it, it noticeably looks a little degraded and old. Like this is the, the version I provided for us is like, you know, the Blu-ray rip. And that's, this is the movie restored basically, you know, from whatever source they could find, despite it's like budget limitations and everything. Like it's really, really well done for what it is. And I think the thing I like about this film and I, I do have some problems with it too. And I, I think we might have some of the same problems with this film when we get into talking about it, but I like that it does like it, it knows how schlocky it is. So it, it, it's not afraid to be that where, you know, direct contrast to the exorcist, which took itself way too fucking seriously when it was like silly as fuck. This movie knows the subject matter is silly, and like I said again, I think it is a subtle kind of like critique of The Exorcist, and kind of shows, oh, we can not only can we make you know do the effects just as well or better, we can like embrace how stupid a lot of this shit is and just put it up on screen and have fun with it. And I think they do. Like I, I love like even the beginning where it's like showing, oh, there's sin in this family because they have this like. Hip Italian party, and and her her mom is um, cucking her dad openly, openingly in the, in, the, in the party, right? And then they go off. She goes off of her lover, and they and they have that little kinky S and M love scene where he's like whipping with her.
0: With, <laughs> yeah,
1: where he's whipping her with rose stems, you know. So she's getting the thorns into her. She likes getting a little little whipped and a little opened up before they have sex and the dad's like this stodgy conservative guy so like they're 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 setting up a contrast between like traditional conservative values and the seriousness of the church and all that and all these all these kinksters you know that leads to the devil like that that's mm-hmm. kind of the that's kind of the message here right where it's like most of this movie is all about women feeling really really guilty about their kinks
2: being kinky and yes
1: funny. Because when when Danila uh, Danila when she becomes possessed by the uh, by the devil, she's a walking orgasm for the rest of the film. She is just coming all the time.
2: <laughs> I okay. I laughed my fucking ass off when she was trying to fuck her dad, and uh-huh. I was like, "God damn it! We just had this conversation yesterday <laughs> about the weird ass fucking porn," and like. <laughs> The use of like stepsister, stepbrother. Mm-hmm. In this case it was straight up dad, so it was a whole new level.
1: Well, she just you know, she just told you know, incest is doesn't exist anyway. It's just something the priests made up, you know. So why not? Why not fuck me dad? But conservative old it daddy Yeah. I don't I don't I don't think I don't think the father is into sex at all. Like he's presented as pretty much asexual in the movie, I guess. So, you know Pretty
0: much. Yeah. Pretty much. Was, I was so, Oh god,
2: did that ever give me a new life? Go make me
1: laugh. Mm. (laughs) Watch out. Yeah. (laughs)
2: They went one step further.
1: (laughs) But yeah, but so Danilla is like obviously super repressed. Like when she's alone with that Mm -hmm. statue, she's like, she she catches herself staring towards where his junk should be, you know? (laughs) And
2: (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, but there's like twice that she touched his junk. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. So when she was carrying the statue, she like put her hand on his junk. So I don't know mm-hmm. if that was supposed to be intentional or just accidental. But I, think I was it like, was, ah, she's touching his penis.
1: <laughs> I think it was intentional, um, because you know she's she as soon as she's alone with that statue, she's, she's immediately, you know, it, it's kind of a dream and it's kind of happening at the same time where she she she's having a dream of the statue coming to life.
2: Well, it's uh, the devil. Um, mm-hmm possessing her dreams right yeah it's yeah like freddy krueger style but sexual
1: i love it the devil the devil just like he, he gets up and yet yeah, it is freddy krueger style and we immediately learned that danilla despite being sexually repressed loves going commando because he rips her dress off and she is just bare ass naked there is no she's undies like, nothing
2: she's like yes this mm-hmm. is how it was supposed to be. This is natural to me. I accept it.
1: <laughs> yep. And next thing you know, they're pumping on the floor and the devil's like looking up at right directly at the camera, going, Yeah.
2: I laughed when he like put her down on the knee, his knees, her knees.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm like, oh my God, he's gonna like make her give her head or something. Yeah. And him head. And um the devil just goes back on his knees and I'm like, Oh, I missed something. <laughs> to fucking foreplay.
1: <laughs> well, you know, to to his credit, this devil is you know he's a little bit of a more gentle lover too. He's he, you know this inexperienced girl. He's not going to get her right into oral sex right away. He's he's going to just give her some missionary first. See so if she likes it.
2: How hilarious was it that the dad blames the mom? Because of, like, her perversions and her mm. kinks and all that, that stuff.
1: He, that he lets go. Like, he lets it happen. Like, he, he willingly becomes a cuckold.
2: She even says it. She's like, he doesn't give a fuck. hmm Like, uh, but first of all, ladies, it's okay to be kinky. Yeah. <laughs> it's very okay to be kinky. This is... I'm going to kind of jump into, like, my issues with the movie. Same issue. The, like I said, the, the directing, um, the acting... The, the way the story progressed, I really liked it. I thought it followed well, followed along well. You didn't get lost. Um, they did, a really, like I said, they did a really good job with uh, understanding the possession versus, like, psychosis and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. Yay. Now, <laughs> <laughs> let's go in a whole different direction. And, like, I'm going to kind of break down what I can't stand. So, first of all, right away, it says based on a true story. And uh, they deal with the fact of this girl going nuts and needing an exorcist. Now, exorcisms, first of all, are a whole fucking sham where people mm-hmm. have literally murdered the person yep. instead of getting the proper medical attention. Like I get back in the day because there wasn't a lot of in- uh, info. But today, modern fucking society, I understand you have freedom of your religion, and all that kind of stuff. But... Not getting the proper care for a person is absolutely fucking abusive. Don't even give you the bullshit. There's actual proper care that can take care of the person. Don't throw these fucking stupid, unproven methods that are actually harmful, have killed people or nearly killed people. Like I was just reading about it uh, today. Because I was trying to see if I could get more background information on what the true story was. Mm-hmm. And all I got was information on exorcism, why they're fucking stupid.
1: There is no actual true story this is based on. That was just a tag to, to sell the movie.
2: Well, it could be based loosely on any true story. Because there's a lot of truth there. There's oh, yeah. the reaction of how she was. So someone who is sexually repressed as a female can get caught. Um, it could be anything. Could be caught masturbating. Could be caught looking at something. Could be caught at whatever. So... The crazy act in hysterics could be uh-huh. that of a female kind of exploring her sexuality and getting caught. So then, what did they do? They do the whole repression thing, involve the church and all that stuff, and saying, oh, it's God, and you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And coming from a conservative family, so now we're taking out the wounds, like the Jesus nails wounds, um, the stigmata. You can see that as like self-inflicted wounds, so Mm. someone who is being repressed and is being taken care of by the wrong thing and not getting proper help high chances if it's depression if it's uh schizophrenia if it's whatever other mental uh health disorder there is out there it's easily that you can cut yourself it's easily that mm-hmm. you can self-harm because you're in a place where your bro mind is like wants to escape and you're trying to get out so absolutely i can see that i can see yeah. them taking that so it could be somebody who's caught then they're caught cutting because of like that and then they see the cutting and then they're like oh it's the devil making you do this and then they go into the exorcism and the exorcism is a bunch of bullshit because really real in this case in this one I assume it's just someone who mother yes is a kinky person and now Mm -hmm. they blame mom because child is kinky not the fact that women can have fucking sexual desires.
1: See that's the big that's the biggest and I don't mean to cut you off but that's that's the biggest problem I have with the film Um, and, and I'm in agreement with you usually you know, in real life, that very much exorcisms are just abuse, and like there's the real case that influenced the uh, possession of Emily Rose or whatever that film was from a few years back, which is very much about that. This movie s- s- sort of skirts that problem by making it clear that it's supernatural in this film, right? But then it still doubles down on the other thing when you have the father character. Go after the mother and like shame her for being kinky. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there's, there's like conflicting, there's conflicting things here where it, it feels. I don't know if the director intended this or if he got like people telling him, we've got to sell this in Italy. So you've got to still have some like the church is to be respected, family values are to be respected. You have to have that element somewhere in the film, even if you're going to have a bunch of blood and titties. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That, that was. They could have taken that line out of way out and I've been fine because mm-hmm. that like, that definitely took me out and that got me kind of angry. Again, enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. This is just my beef with it. Um, Yeah, so blames the parent, blames the mother because the mother's horny. So now they're trying to fix the child. And this is kind of like the whole uh, aversion therapy thing, essentially, that they usually do. And well, guess what happens with that? Yeah. <laughs> It ends up being worse. And then you mm-hmm. have the fucking horny-ass uh, priest who comes in and he says he's doing an exorcism. And I can guarantee you it was the absolute opposite. I can guarantee you it was the fucking priest seducing the girl, not the opposite way around. And he said the devil was in her and he, she seduced me. Yeah. And he's the one who's like, oh, how are we going to get the devil out? I gar- This is like... Like, this, like I said, loosely based. This is how I see it. This is because of stories that I've read. This is things that I've learned. This is kind of understanding like backgrounds. I'm loosely basing it off of everything like they
0: fucking did. Mm-hmm. But this
2: is how I see it. <laughs> this is why it makes yep. me angry. Because I can guarantee you, like I was talking about with the whole shiny people documentary. The person, the leader was basically like, hmm, this person is in a vulnerable situation. I'm in a place of power. Guess what? Yep. I'm a fucker.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: yep. yeah, this is why I was angry at the story because I, I I, know this is back in the day. I know it's their own twist and I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Just me now has such an anger because they're still doing these movies and they're still doing this kind of thoughts and they're still doing exorcisms and they're still doing like all the sorts of stuff of like denying females any sort of like sexual desires, like still mm-hmm. modern day today.
0: Yeah.
2: So, um, I. If this wasn't something that was an issue today, I think I could appreciate that movie more because there's a lot of older movies that like we've grown out of, but we can appreciate because it was back then. Mm -hmm. This one just, like, I have this hate because it's such a fucking um, time where if you're not straight, white, and uh, with a nuclear family, Mm -hmm. you can go fuck yourself. Like, you can go burn and die and everything. And we're going to have to do everything to suppress everything about you. When, really, realistically, like all we see when it comes to suppression of not doing these things is fucking these leaders and elders who are taking advantage of young girls and young boys.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
2: fuck all of you. <laughs> Women are horny.
0: <laughs> yes. Women
2: <laughs> masturbate. Women want sex. Women want kink. Women want to get like spanked and whipped and all that kind of stuff. Not every woman. Some of them like more vanilla. Some of them are more extreme. Let it be. <laughs> fuck
1: you. <laughs> some some love getting plowed on the floor and causing crosses to burn while it happens. You know, and you know if the sex is that good, and I say go for it. It's making crosses burn.
2: I had so there was one part where uh, the boyfriend comes in and tries to rescue her, and then she gets taken away because he's like, mm-hmm. "I'm taking you away." I honestly think at that moment, if they based it on any true story, was an actual person, an actual partner who's like, "This is fucked up. This is wrong. There's nothing wrong with her. You guys just mm-hmm. don't like the fact that she's horny," and try to actually rescue her because um, when I was yeah. watching.
1: That, that that's a thread that kind of doesn't really go anywhere, but it, it feels like there was, you know, there was conflicting ideas in the making of this movie again, where it's like, some, of the, some people had the right idea, like, we're gonna, you know, not kink shame a bunch of women, and we're gonna, you know, make this purely supernatural, and in the end, it's okay, she can still have sex, just not with the devil, but no. And, yeah, and, and like, you know, the boyfriend being super understanding and, like, supportive, and, like, not a jerk. That's you rarely yeah. see that in a fucking film.
2: Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I think he honestly knew. Cause that's why he's like, I'm taking you away. We're going to go somewhere. We're going to do something. And I think, again, I think whatever story that this was based off of, of, what they saw was legit. Someone who had a caring partner who was like, your family's fucked. I need to get you out. And uh, a great example, like I said, uh shiny people, the Duggar, the daughter you're talking to the boyfriend or husband, the whole time you t- heard him talk, he was telling him the, the crew about how he saw this happening and he was trying to help her and he's trying to support her and do all this stuff like even when it came to the sexual assault she didn't talk to him about it but he mm-hmm. never made her he was always like i'm here to support you i don't know what happened but please like no i'm there to support you and when she left the family he was there 100% like trying to get her out trying to protect her so while yes they're like these religious people this guy was like this family's fucked
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and he was trying to like help her out. And then you hear all these other stories of all these other girls who found part partners where they're trying to be like, Oh my God, please, 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 please. Like, please, please, please leave. Like, please go. Like we, I want to help you. Like I want you to get out of there. Cause that's not healthy. And that's, that's what I saw. That's automatically. I saw Cause it's panic. He drove right there. Like the fact that they knew something was wrong. And basically, so he heard the church and didn't even, like, think, like, oh, um, is something wrong with her or whatever's going on? It was straight up, no, like, I'm driving.
0: Mm-hmm. Instinctively,
2: he knew what was going on with his family being fucked and was like, I need to save her. Yeah. So, that is my thing. That is my theory with this movie, because I see all these, like, undertones. But then they're squished with, like, f- obviously the... Uh, The possession part, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because that's the point of the movie. Like, it would be so stupid if it was just someone who's possessed. And uh, obviously, possession is based off the devil and religion. So, I can't get mad at them for doing that. And them taking the girl away to take care of her, that actually made sense because she was possessed by the devil.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: It's just all the stories that you hear, everything that you hear with all these kind of situations, these stories, these, like, um, conversion therapy camps, all these kind of things, they said they're meant to help and take care, but really they're harming the person. So you can see the mom who is concerned and is worried that it's her fault, which, again, totally truthful in, like, Mm -hmm. real life. And then the boyfriend trying to rescue, trying to, like, say, hey, this is a shitty place, get the fuck out. And then the conservative dad, who, of course, has his head uh, or his decision is a vital decision, and all these fucking males helping this fucking woman. Like, it's so much of it is attached to reality. So much of it is attached to, like, so many different stories you hear in so many dis- situations. Whether it's, like, trying to make your child straight, whether it's trying to prove that your child is not trans and they they're fine in the body that they are whether it's like girl who wants to fuck people like any of this like you see this all the time and all these stories and hear all this so this was um interesting nonetheless mm-hmm. sorry i totally went on a rant no it's okay <laughs> I very much a rant. it's just this is this is what i remind you and i just watched that documentary so i was able to associate a lot of stuff and fuck it my psychology degree talks about this stuff. <laughs> like...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know what you're talking about, and yeah, and you know, aside from the the serious issues that we brought up about this, it's kind of just a fun possession movie. Like it's it's got some good special effects. It's not like overly gory or anything like that. Like no. it's. It, I thought it's the got... makeup was really good. Mm-hmm. You got for these... the nails. Yeah, you got you got this scene scene where she uh sort of dreams like being in this other dimension with these pale like witches of some sort who are like you know basically give, let uh, helping her take the devil's communion basically I guess is what mm-hmm. it is kind of thing and the devil's up in the cross like smiling at her and going yeah this is pretty cool right and then he gets off the cross and, and nails her to it and that's when she starts getting the stigmata when she wakes up and shit and um That's all really good stuff. I like that. I
2: love the makeup they did when. um, Okay, this is another thing, too. So, you know how she looks very, uh, like, very gorgeous? Like, she's a very gorgeous Mm -hmm. girl. And then you see as it goes on, she's got these really, like, dried up lips that are damaged and stuff. That is truth because they'll withhold water and food from these people
0: Mm -hmm.
2: during these kinds of things. So, that lip-breaking. I don't even know if this person, like, I don't even know what this director is for or against, but there's so much that's telling that either they hate the idiocy of it, or they've seen it and they're trying to portray it in this movie without, like, with being able to have it as a movie that gets released. Mm -hmm. Um...
1: I think I think he was trying to be more subversive than he got it, ch- than he could totally be. Like I again, I think there was pushback. It feels like there was pushback where he had to put some more traditional conservative elements in this. Again, you know, the psychiatry thing totally gets dismissed, and 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 I think obviously part of that is both the director or writers, you know, basically saying you know that part of the Exorcist really sucked, and then also you know bowing to the idea of like oh we still have to have like the strength and goodness of the church we have to have the traditional family values that win out in the end kind of thing yeah. so i yeah I, th- I think i think he was trying to go for more than he was allowed to do in this like little b mo- schlocky b movies making right
2: yeah because there's a lot more to it like there's a lot more like i'm saying there's a lot more um kind of nods to certain situations that are uh, a lot deeper than what is mm-hmm. being portrayed. Because, yeah, those those lips, those lips were, like, spoke fucking volumes. Because that alone, like, that is something that you see all the time when it comes to any of those.
1: Oh, and the, the, the devil mentions, too, because when she's there, like, when she's going to be approached by the priest, and the devil knows that's going to happen, right? Yeah. So the devil comes to her. And you got this, like, point of view shot of, you know, the devil's face, like, laughing in flames. Is like, we're going to fight the priest. I'm going to use you as my vessel to fight the priest. And at, at first, she's got the dried up lips and everything. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to make you beautiful so he can't resist you. And I'll heal your wounds and all that stuff. And so, like, obviously, like, that has happened to her. Like, she is in that state. And then she comes back restored and beautiful, and does to like try to seduce the priest when he shows up and everything. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just got some some moments where you're gets gets you questioning like what the the thought was behind the directing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: it's interesting.
1: <laughs> it, is, it is. It is. very interesting. Like it's, I did not. I did not expect it to be this good. I I thought it was just going to be like. It's just we're just ripping off the exorcist and we're gonna throw. More I honestly, blood in. Thought,
2: same thing. I honestly yeah. thought it was gonna be another exorcist movie and I was gonna complain about it the whole time because I was gonna think it was so stupid. Mm-hmm. And I am, I don't like uh religious movies very often because I don't believe in God and I don't I am atheist. So when it comes to these movies, I find I have to really disconnect myself to get into it. Mm-hmm. This one I really appreciated. This one I can um see like. The possession and the psychology part. I liked how they did that. I like how they uh, they showed you the stages of her without getting drastic, because I thought that was something that was really dumb with the exorcist, where they're like, oh, yeah, just give her medication, even though she's like completely entirely different person. These were all subtle things that you could still question if it was reality or if it was possession. Like, yeah. even realistically, as much as her wounds on her hands and feet were difficult to self-inflict she could have self-inflicted them mm-hmm. and the thing is when you do go into those states like you can do that kind of crazy shit unfortunately it wouldn't be like you would have to be rushed to the
1: hospital yeah because like, she that's would bl- not, she would have she would have bled out
2: yeah like so. it, it, people can do it to themselves but yeah it, you would definitely have to be rushed to the hospital so that obviously was a little bit more um suspending disbelief which is fine i could totally do mm-hmm. it again which added to more possession because he was healing her but then like other times the wounds would show more. Because yeah. there was times where like you could, she was hiding them, and they're like, "Oh, look, they're not even there." And the next scene, they were like full blown there. Yeah. So uh, that I thought was kind of cool because then you saw like the variation of like possession of like when mm-hmm. it was or when even if the devil was trying to hide her possession. Um. So that that was well done. I uh, I can appreciate what they did in this movie for a possession movie, and I can appreciate how they portrayed it. And, uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll also mention, I, I really like, there's one really cool scene where the director gets to, like, flaunt his stuff a little bit. It's the, uh, the shot of her walking up the uh, big winding staircase. Yeah. Um, where, you know, she starts, like, hearing the devil whisper to her, and she starts getting really horny, and she's walking up the stairs, and then she thinks something's chasing her, and she gets to her, she gets into her room. And as soon as she shuts the door, she just like smashes up against the the, the door and like immediately comes like just. <laughs>
2: you can't tell if she's orgasming or screaming at some points. I
1: sometimes <laughs> like she's either, screaming, yeah, but
2: yeah, sometimes she's like terrified and scared, and other times it's just straight up orgasm. Yeah. which by the way, there is a condition of like people having orgasms at random yeah so that could be something else that's related to their based on a true story because it could be again well, um, some,
1: yeah someone would think you're back especially back in like you know medieval times and stuff like that if, if you were suffering from that affliction you would be considered a witch or a devil or possessed or whatever yeah
2: yeah it could be something like that where someone's experiencing some sort of medical issue yeah. that's causing them to make noises that yeah. shouldn't be.
1: Tourette's or or if you're just a or you're dress, just not think of that. Or if you're just a normal horny woman who wants to have sex and wants to assert her sexuality. Uh yeah, that that could get you in trouble too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I uh I can see um how this was very loosely based on a true story to add interest. But obviously the exorcism is the force thing that did not work, mm. but was made to believe it did work.
1: Yeah. And, you know, at least the priest dies in the end too. So it's like, she's like the end sequence is basically oh. him, him confronting her and she's whipping him with that chain, you know? And so like, there's more mm-hmm. flagellation going on.
2: I have a theory. Cause I would, like I said, I was kind of uh, breaking down this movie. Like I always do. Uh And uh, I have this theory that if this story was based on whatever, during the process of the exorcism, I could see the person who is receiving the exorcism having the opportunity to kill the priest. Uh And that's what releases them because it's the church that's causing them the insanity because of the sexual assaults. So when she kills the priest she's released. And even in the vomiting, that's normal. When you're in a very stressful situation or something happens, you do that. And then when the boyfriend comes in, cause it's not the family that comes in first, it's no churches or anything. It's a boyfriend. It's a yeah. boyfriend being like, you're free now we can go like, let's get the fuck out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they could just say like, Oh, it was the exorcism. Yeah. Anyway, that is kind of uh, my thing. I know this one again was based off this, but I think this was like a nod to uh, like how the director was. Cause like I said, there was some interesting moments. -hmm. Of saying like, she intentionally killed him to be released from them.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, Pleasant, pleasant surprise. Definitely recommended. Check out. It's got some problems, but I mean,
2: a low budget movie has
1: problems. How
2: Mm. my goodness!
1: But (laughs) but no, like (laughs) the 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 thing is, like no one really ever talks about this film, and I feel like. It's just kind of lost, and uh, it's actually, you know, and I've seen a handful of the sort of Exorcist ripoffs at the time, and this is one of the better ones. Like it, this is really it, good. Yeah, it's trying for something, so.
2: I um, I was honestly surprised. Like I said, I was surprised because the whole thing, I was ready to say hate it, and uh, it honestly surprised me. It shocked me. It was just it was well-directed. It was well-done. It was. I liked I liked all the actors. I thought all the actors were great. The guy who plays mm-hmm. the dad was so fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah. Like, the conservative douchebag, like...
1: <laughs> I like that the mother's boyfriend was this, like, sleazy <laughs> jerk, too, who, like, didn't take her rejecting him later real, with well at all. He's like, I'm gonna go around town and tell everyone you're a slut.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. Which is entirely normal. Mm-hmm. Like... That's that's usually what happens because she's trying to escape a boring relationship, so she finds somebody who gives her what she wants, which obviously isn't healthy, and the person mm. is actually a pretty shitty person. Yeah, and you see that when he leaves, and that's again, that's really fucking common.
1: Yeah, hope you know. Ho- hopefully, she finds like you know, she gets to cuck hold her husband with a a, a much nicer gentleman,
2: or divorce on. her husband. Yeah, that too.
1: Uh, that's also a good idea, um, Lady Lee. It's your choice now.
2: Oh, okay. I am a little stuck. Mm-hmm. I have. So I picked um, both the leading ladies for uh, people, like movies. Okay. So I'm stuck between two movies. I found
1: uh, White Pop Jesus. White Pop Jesus.
2: Yes. Disco Jesus comes back to Earth and takes on the Mafia. Okay. Yeah. And then the other one I thought would be hilarious and interesting to do was when men carry clubs and women play ding dong. Okay. Because I thought that would be a hilarious one to watch. So I am um, torn between those. So I am going to allow you to pick between those two.
1: I'll see what one I can find the best copy of and if I okay. can find a copy. And, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that. We got, we got a couple weeks to figure that out because uh, next episode, if, you know, the stars align, I'm setting this up. And it may also... Uh, be the return of uh, original co-host Daniel. Um, we're going to be bringing back uh, past guest uh, Robbie Robertson, And we're going to be talking about the 1999 crime film, The Limey.
2: I'm excited. Yeah. I am very excited. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, exci- <laughs> I'm excited. I'm hoping Daniel can come back. I absolutely want to see uh, Robbie again. Um, so, yes, see. I guess see. Yeah. Yeah, we see. We talk.
1: We see. We talk. We have video.
2: <laughs> Remember when I was having? I told you like my social meter is like at its limit. Yeah, my word abilities have gone down. <laughs> <laughs> sentences without like pausing and trying to think of words because I'm like, my brain is like, stop talking.
1: <laughs> I, I I mean I I get like that when I get like extended periods where I just avoid talking to people at all, and and it's like you it, when you're not when you're not in practice with conversing with people, it it makes it so much harder. You sound like you're a fucking idiot. You know, you're listening to yourself talk and I'm like, what in the fuck am I saying? This person's probably looking at me like I got fucking steaming turds coming out of my mouth. I sound so stupid right now.
2: Mine's the opposite. I have too much that's going on and too many things. So when I try to form a sentence, so many thoughts are coming into my head at the same Mm -hmm. time that I'm forming these really words, very word salad sentences that make no sense and the best is like when i'm serving and i end up in one of those and i'm like i'm gonna walk away now <laughs> <Because> <laughs> like, this is awkward i don't even know what the fuck to say anymore i'm gonna back out really awkwardly make you guys laugh just to make it seem like i accidentally did that when realistically like i just i can't do it <laughs> i'm done i'm done
1: <laughs> yeah um okay so yeah that's what's coming up next uh lady lee where can people find you on the interweb
2: um if you check out the internets i'm on uh, instagram at mighty tiny all star
1: Mm -hmm. and you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com all the stuff's there all the old episodes all that good stuff and of course you can join the facebook group they must be destroyed on site on facebook and that's where you can usually find updates of what's coming up on the podcast and all that stuff. So,
2: and all that jazz. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, <laughs> no, no one really ever talks to us anymore. But if you want to, you can, you can, you can uh, leave comments. That's <laughs> so
2: sad. You're like, no one ever talks. What's well, probably because they don't want to talk to you because you don't talk anymore.
1: <laughs> I guess. I guess you so. don't know
0: how to talk. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, now they're really not going to want to talk to me. It's like, wow, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, he's talking about how stupid he is on the podcast. Like, why would you want to talk to him?
2: Wait, no. not one's interested in talking to you. Jeez. Yeah,
1: fuck. <laughs> fucking idiot. Who even gave you a podcast? Fucking, fucking Podbean shouldn't just erase your show right from the servers. That's.
2: I, oh. <laughs> Okay, so it's always funny, because when I um, go into Podbean, they always give me, like, the top ones. (laughs) It's always Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan and what's-his-face on my thing, as suggested. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a non-straight female. (laughs) You would think I would listen to any of these people. Alex Jones, that was the other one that popped
1: up. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Their their algorithms aren't very good, then. eh? They don't don't know you at all.
2: I think it's just because of, like... um, Mm-hmm. I don't use the app too often. Uh, uh, I, oh, it's because I wasn't logged in. So it was just oh, okay. like, a separate page. Anyways, those two popped up as like recommended. And I think it was just because they were like popular at that part time. I don't I, I guess don't find anything going on with Alex Jones going on. I think yeah. people were like tuning in at that
1: point. I don't, I don't find like Podbean really throws ads and shit at you. Anyway, it's no, it's just yeah. the
2: list of these yeah. are the ones. And uh, those were up there and I, Joe Rogan obviously like
1: I mean he's got the most popular podcast in the world So what are you going to do? Alpha bro dude um, Alpha bro bone broth hmm. Eat, Drink drink bone broth Yeah Why aren't we sponsored by bone broth? Because we don't use Bone broth Maybe you should
2: Because we're not influencers We're not popular
1: <laughs> Well not with that attitude
2: You've been doing this podcast for how long? <laughs>
1: I, I feel like I'm almost there where I'm going to start influencing people. I feel like
2: You're I'm up to 105 listeners one day.
1: That's when I know I've made it. <laughs>
2: 107. That's oh, when you need it. 105 okay. is popular. 107 is when you need it.
1: I'll defer to your expertise. Um, I don't have
2: any expertise.
1: Exactly. So shut I'm a lady.
2: up. <laughs> I don't have an opinion.
1: Stop being kinky and get in your room um
2: stick yourself to your vibrator and stop having hysteria
1: yeah all right we're we're gonna get out of here this has been going <laughs> too long and too silly uh thanks for listening guys we always appreciate it and uh thank you lady lee and uh we're gonna leave bye bye <laughs> Listening to TMB DOS, they must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive
0: through.